Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us today. We have some important information for you and your family along with your children today. I'm happy to welcome to the studio my friend, Ken Davison. Ken, welcome again to Faith and Family. Thank you for having me again. Well, it's good to have you here. Uh, I've got a question for you. I was surfing the internet the other day. Sorry about that. It's okay. And I came across some Catholic homeschool conferences and I saw a bio of you. I said, hey, I I know that guy. (laughs) But it was very interesting in there. You mentioned that when you speak at Catholic homeschool conferences, you really like to talk about fatherhood. Why is that? I think it's because uh, uh, most homeschooling is actually done by the mother, and and the children get a lot of interaction with the mothers, and the mothers are very intentional about the things that they do, and they get they get a lot of research, and they're very worried about what they're doing educationally, how they're teaching the faith, how they're teaching morals, etc. But we forget that the children, that familiarity with mother, uh, seems to them as something inside the house. And the person who's leaving the house and going out and dealing with the world every day is the father. And we need to be just as intentional in what the fathers are giving to the children and portraying to the children as the mother is about that education. Because that father provides the education by the things that he brings back and that he represents as how you're going to have to deal with the world when you leave. You know, that's almost verbatim. That's something Dr. Paul Vitz told me years ago when I was starting an emphasis on Catholic fatherhood. He was trying to encourage me, and he said, mothers are like the internal wiring of the house, but fathers are the external wiring, like the power lines that go out from the house, and then the dad is the one. He's the first other person. Mother and child are almost one, but the dad's the first other person. So in a certain sense, he's socializing them in a very good way with the outside world. It's interesting, and 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 I've contrasted this with Advent and Lent. Okay. Uh, you know, moms are from Advent, dads are from Lent, and I've had this discussion with my with my son recently. Uh, um, Advent is all this excitement of a baby coming in, and it's in the house, and it's in the family, and the holy family, and 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 it's it's warm and comfortable. Uh, Lent is the Father asking you to do something that's very difficult. And we watch Christ from the fasting in the desert and the temptation by the devil and then the whole passion. That's hard. Uh, It's love, but the Father is from Lent. The Father is the one that says, you must go out in the world and do something now. It's going to be hard. You need to trust me. Uh, But what is it that you've been sent to do? What's the hard thing that you're going to do out of love for, for the Father. Now, I just heard the word hard at least twice, if not three times, come out of your mouth. My now, son's heard that a lot more. Well, aren't we supposed to present the faith as something nice and soft and comfortable to our children so they'll be excited about following it? Uh, well, I, th- I, think, I think that's part of the, part of the thing. In fact, um, as I've seen my children grow up, and I still have a, a number of them that are preteens that we're educating, but I'm seeing the older ones go off to college and there is nobody more excited about going off and doing something in the world than a teenager. There's nobody more certain that they are a unique person that has a unique purpose in this world to change it than a teen. 
you can take that excitement. They want to do something hard. They want to do something difficult. And they, they, um, they, they can understand this in their heart and in their imaginations. That's what they want to do. Show me how to do it. Show me, God, what it is you want me to do. They want something hard. Well, I'll take that a step further. Don't most men really want that? I mean, if maybe give an easy path, they'll be tempted to follow it. But in their heart of hearts, don't they really want that call to some kind of challenge? I think I think they really do. And I have seven daughters, uh, but I even see it with I even see it with my daughters. You know, and and people say, "Whoa, they're they're tough," but I, I think they've just um, not had it beaten out of them uh, to become kind of bored and tired and not to aspire. Uh, they want to strive. And, and I think that really in Lent, but not intentionally, but now we try to do it intentionally. Like I said with mm-hmm. my son, I've said this a lot. We say, that's what's going on here. What do you want to do that's hard? But even more than that, what is God calling you to do? Because you've been uniquely given the graces and been uniquely created to do something that's hard. What kind of reactions do you get when you give that type of message? I, 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 with, with my children, I, I think they really do accept it. And um, uh, I, I think that's interesting. Fathers and mothers, again, is, is, is mothers want to help their children. They don't want it to be too hard. If it's too hard, then let, let me help you. It's the father that's saying, uh, do it yourself. And I, I do this at home. You're going to have to let him do it, do it himself. You're going to have to let her do it herself. You're going to have to let them fail so that they understand what's needed to actually stand on their own two feet. And that's very difficult for a mom to do. It's not as difficult for a dad to do. <laughs> I can remember one of my sons was going to a local community college, and uh, he got beaten up by the professor a little bit with the arguments. Not, I mean, the professor mm. was kind enough. But he'd come back with uh, some of these hard questions. And, uh, you know, it would have been rather easy for me to just digest a very simple answer, relieve his stress from what he was experiencing in classroom. But instead, I tossed him a pile of books as your answers are in here. Go to it. You know, and, and I'll tell you something that's, that's interesting. And, that, and, and what we do at, at Holy Hero is we do uh, a lot of saint stories, glory stories, audio saint stories. We do them audio intentionally because it's an active type of use of your imagination, whereas video, you get passive. Entertain me, entertain me. But the children react to the lives of saints who also did hard things. And, and in their lives, you find difficult moments and difficult decisions they need to make and, and very difficult things they need to do. And that's really inspiring to a child is, okay, I, I would like to imagine myself as a saint. What did a saint do? I'd like to ask you some more about Holy Heroes, but I'd like to just back up a second. How did you get from the Air Force Academy to Procter & Gamble to Holy Heroes? That, and, and again, that's, a, that's my wife, you know, and St. <laughs> Joseph. Both were conspiring against me. Uh, uh, it, it was strange. Right? My whole career was not a straight line. And I think it's because bef- at first I was just open to opportunities and things that would happen. So I went to different uh, corporations. But then when I converted and became Catholic, and I really started worrying, thinking about what does God want me to do? What does God want me to do? And my wife reverted. She was a cradle Catholic, but kind of lost her faith and wasn't really uh, practicing it. 
it's St. Joseph's fault. She began to pray novenas to St. Joseph for me. And St. Joseph, uh, his life was hard, his difficulty, never could get a good night's sleep. The angels were always interrupting him. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And, and I think as, as it was uh, Venerable Fulton Sheen said, he said, you notice when God had to say, you're going to have to get up in the middle of the night and escape very quickly to go to Egypt. You can't sell the house. You can't wait and plan for things because this is very dangerous. He says, God sends an angel to go to Joseph. He doesn't go to the spouse of the second person of the Trinity. He doesn't go to the, you know, his own son. Let somebody tell Joseph he's going to have to wake him up and do it. And and that's really my wife looked at it. She When she has an issue or sees that I have an issue, she often uh, will ask St. Joseph to help me figure it out. And that's how I ended up leaving the corporate world. She actually prayed a novena to St. Joseph. I was in a, a job that I didn't really find fulfilling or, or said, what am I doing here? And uh, at the end of the novena, they just got rid of the whole department, called me and said, you have to get rid of everybody. We're reorganizing everything. You're let, you're let go, and you have to get rid of everybody else as well. Uh, that's a pretty fast sign to say that it's time for you to do something else. And then doors opened. Okay. Well, I dare say there's a big hint for a lot of wives listening. Uh, rather than trying to strong arm your husband, let St. Joseph do the heavy lifting. That's right. Novenas to St. Joseph, very and, effective. And the only rule that we have in our house now is no novenas to St. Joseph <laughs> unless I'm notified ahead of time that it's occurring uh, so that I don't uh, get blindsided. Okay. So uh, another door open. What? Obviously, you have a passion for the Catholic family, Catholic fatherhood, but also the children in today's world. What moved you to get into the apostolate for the holy heroes? I, I, I think it was um, uh, watching the way my children, uh, you know, absorb the faith. So I converted when um, I look at my third daughter. She was baptized. I came into the church at the same time. So I, I say I'm just like her. Well, she has two older sisters, just a few years older. So as my wife and I were discovering the faith, uh, we're bringing all sorts of things in. We're watching how our children just gobble this up. Uh, so it wasn't ever an intentional thing. I just kind of headed that direction. The excitement of my children were trying to teach our children the faith, and doors just kept opening up. Uh, so I, I ended up producing audio saint stories, and we added things onto that, coloring books and other companion types of things. And, and the next thing I knew, I'd gathered a number of people who were helping me out doing various things on it, and they just said, you have to keep doing this. And uh, several years ago, five, six, seven, I don't know how many it is now, I just quit everything to do this full time okay. with the family. Now, how do people find out about Holy Heroes? You can go to holyheroes.com, and actually we do a, a large number of things online that are absolutely free to try to bring the joy of the faith into the family. Not the rules and all these types of things. You get all of that uh, taught all sorts of other places. But the faith is joyful, and that's what Jesus was saying you know, at the Last Supper, that your joy may be complete. That's why I'm doing this. That's what God the Father wants for you, just like I want for my children. Joy. I I enjoy this. Uh, so we do Advent Adventure online completely free. We do Lenten Adventure online completely free. We do a spiritual adoption prayer adventure online completely free teach you about the development of the of, of the child the spiritual the scientific and and pray for children who are in danger of abortion uh and and we also do sunday mass prep online completely free you just go to holyheroes.com you can sign up for all of these things 
and we make it easy. We send you an email, links to the page with all sorts of activities and my kids doing videos and audio prayers and things like that. What have been some of the more popular items you've been able to produce or whatever features of holyheroes.com do people seem to really enjoy? Uh, they, we, we see a lot with the mass prep. And that what we're, what we're trying to do is mass can get very difficult for a child to deal with. So we have a mass quiz you can print off, but we have gospel videos. And it's my kids that produce these things. You get to hear the gospel, what you will hear on Sunday. And sometimes they act it out, and sometimes it's uh, the real fast drawing or coloring, or sometimes it's some other type of presentation. But what we want is the child to be familiar with this, uh, and that is a huge, huge uh, thing out there. Catholic schools have picked it up. They said they come in on Friday. The whole school gets together. They watch the gospel video. So they're ready to pay attention on Sunday Mass. Interesting. You you mentioned me before the radio show this morning that there's a DVD you're producing regarding the Mass. What is that and why is that? Yeah, and and I said, you know, we like to do a lot of audio because it's an active uh, imagination. So the videos we do are also different. The first video we did came out of these adventures. We had so much demand saying we love watching the kids explain things. and everything is theologically reviewed, so we make sure that they're 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 speaking from a script and they're giving you the actual kosher faith. Uh, but we created the first DVD was inside the sacraments on the Eucharist, and in fact, Steve, we we put a number of things in it that you that you've talked about. We take you back to the man in the desert, Correct. Moses, mm-hmm. all what's revealed in the Old Testament to bring you to the fulfillment of the Eucharist and the New. Well, we did that, and then one Lent. We took you step-by-step step through the Mass with the videos. The kids explain what was happening and what your reaction was supposed to be. And we had so many moms and sisters at school saying, could you just put that on a DVD? Uh, and we realized, well, you don't really want that. It, 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 it's good the way we put it together. But we created a DVD with the children taking you behind the scenes, into the Bible, and back in time for every aspect of the Mass uh, it's about an hour long, broken into into sections, so you could use it for faith formation. So when a child's in mass, their imagination is stirred. Uh, they know the story of the centurion when we repeat his line. They understand why the priest is kissing the altar. We bring you back to the catacombs and the relics, uh, and and all the various rubrics and motions that the priest is doing. We let you see them. You can't see them all the time uh, from where you may be sitting in the pews. What, what the priest is doing and how that ties back into the rituals that God gave to the Jews. Uh, and we want to, again, spur your imagination, not for entertaining, but to have you think of things and, and delve deeper into the Mass as you're going through it. When I hear you describe this new DVD, it just really lights up in my mind. You're really not doing a children's DVD because yeah. the... Formation, I, and this isn't me. I wasn't a Catholic lifelong as like you, a, a convert. But it's freely acknowledged that whatever catechesis and formation has taken place has failed miserably over the last several decades. So, this DVD, if a parent will simply watch it with his or her children, they're also going to fi- figure out what's going on in the mass and be truly engaged, not just kind of going through the motions, which is. In my estimation, as important or more important than the children themselves. Well, we yeah we find out that um, 
I went to the uh, Air Force Academy, and one of the marketing directors for Phil Vischer with the VeggieTales type of thing is a Naval Academy alum. Okay. So once we get past that sort of back and forth, he said that they found that with the VeggieTales things, like 76% of the time that a VeggieTales video was watched, the parents were watching it too. And I said, that's very interesting information. <laughs> so we make sure that when we do it, as, as uh, we had um, uh, one parent tell us, the thing about what you provide, it's simplified, but it's not watered down. And, and we don't water it down. We, we, as I said, we bring you right to what's really going on. So it, it'll, it'll work for the parents as well as for the children because we know they're watching. That's interesting. And I'm, I'm thinking, too, of maybe some grandparents who are listening. And, you know, what can I do? My young adult children aren't really engaged in the faith, maybe showing up at mass at holidays or baptisms or something. This could be something that could catch them. In other words, give the gift to the grandchildren, but then these young parents can get a hold of it as well. And that's the thing that we find, actually, a lot of grandparents say, I, I get your products. I get the Glory Stories audio CDs. I get the, the inside the Eucharist right. video, and I give it to my grandkids. Uh, you, you can't give what you don't have. And, and I think that's what's happened over a couple generations is people don't know the faith. And then when they, when they come in and try to learn the faith, I don't want to give you the, the difficult teachings. I don't want to really explain things because I'm afraid I'll put you off or it'll be too hard to understand. It, it's not. And, and that's, that's one of the things that we discover, especially with the children. They are incredibly insightful. The truth is attractive. Uh, I had Father Mitch Paquiz, a scripture professor, and he said, all I do is I sell from the brochure. You know, I just get the Bible out here because it says, my word will not return to me without effect. That's a great thing to know. We're going to give you the scripture. We're going to give you the words of the saints. We're going to give you how the faith was lived out, and it will, it will work as God intends it to work in the minds of the children and the adults. You know, one thing when you're doing any kind of teaching, uh, I have kind of made it a hobby, so to speak, of studying public speaking, writing, and such. And just to bring it real quick, uh, any fool can be complex and confusing. <laughs> you know, yes, that's right. uh, but to be succinct and the simplicity that's on the other side of complexity to really bring it home. What is the kernel? What is the essence? That is the exact manner of Jesus's teaching in the Gospels. Uh, and he's the master teacher. So in a sense, what you are doing is really following in Christ's footsteps with the holy heroes, because you're, you're being forced to do it the best way possible to teach the faith. And, and, and Christ told stories. In fact, everybody says, you know, how, how do you get these? I said, actually, we cheat. Um, we don't have to try to make up a story to be relevant. We don't have to try to make up a story to explain something. We take the stories right out of Scripture, or we take the story of the faith lived by the saint, and we stick historically accurate. I don't need to create drama. The more you get into these stories, there's an incredible amount of drama. You give the actual words of the saint, that's going to reverberate in, in a mind and a heart much better than anything that we could create. So, uh, and if you want to know what the meaning of the life was, we go to the, uh, the notes, we take a look at the beatification or canonization homily, 
And the Holy Father will tell you, that's what this life exemplified, and here's a Bible verse. So, so we, we, we bring what the, you know, what the faith has brought to us, and we just lay that back out to the child. Uh, the, Thomas Aquinas said that we can't reason or think without the use of our imagination. That's what the imagination is. Well, the culture understands this. What they would like to do is capture your imagination for them. They're saying, imagine yourself as a child of Disney Corporation. Imagine yourself as a Disney princess. And they have everything around here to try to get you to imagine. And the, the NFL does it. You know, Imagine yourself as one of these stars that you look up to. We just say, imagine yourself as a child of God. Imagine yourself as a saint. And we'll just give you these stories. And believe me, the children will do that and repeat that right back in their, in their lives and in the lives of uh, their families. Now, I'm going to um, step right on a landmine here, but uh, talking about a child's imagination, uh, I was cycling out in the uh, rural part of North Greenville County, and I saw a dad with three sons fishing. And the youngest was literally hanging off his, his dad's, around his dad's neck, having a great time watching it. The other two sons, and these are school-age boys. These are not even teenagers. Hardly ever looked up, totally disengaged. They were on either phones or iPads. And what would you say to dads who are probably being asked three dozen times before Christmas or a birthday, I want this or this electronic, I mean, gadget? You're really having to deal in a culture that where the mind and the imagination has just, it's not being fed, it's just being overridden. What wisdom would you give to parents? The, uh, I'll tell you, and, and a lot of the wisdom is um, audio, you know, the, the power of ears and hearing is very different on your imagination than your eyes. And they are finding more and more, they have all sorts of studies that say, as soon as you start looking at a screen, you get incredibly passive, and parts of your brain that are used change. And um, I, I see this with my kids. I got jolted into it when when uh, uh, one of my daughters said, you know, because I'm, I'm, you, you want to use your time wisely, so you think, I'll just look at my phone, I'll answer an email. Oh, it's kind of dead time here before dinner. Why don't I just get some work done? Well, you're not really. You're distracting yourself. You're looking for something just to occupy you. And I had one of my daughters say, boy, you look at that screen anymore, your eyes will get square. So that's when I realized, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna, you're right, I'm going to put that away. I'm going to talk. I have seven daughters. There's a lot of talking. But what they want me to do often is not just to discuss and listen. They, they want me to read a book to them. And then they want to discuss that. They pull this, we have this Read Aloud Bible Stories book. They want me to read that. Uh, they want me to read some things they're familiar with because they're playing with it in their mind. And, and that's what I would say. Put that stuff away. Don't watch a movie together. Sometimes you need to. But actually, do something with your ears together. Read a book. Pull something out that you've done. Put one of these glory stories on. We hear this a lot for dads that need to rest their voice. It's, it's, the, it's the nighttime story. But realize that if you're listening to it together or you've heard it before, they want to talk about what they heard because that's going into their mind and they have to create in their own mind the story and the visuals and the smells and, and the sights all around it. 
That's what I would say. Use your ears, not your eyes. And very interesting, you know, reading at the time of Jesus walking the earth was something that was done out loud. It wasn't a silent thing. Who was it? St. Augustine marveled. Was it St. Ambrose, I think, was reading silently? What is he doing? You know, but there is something to the, the blessing, like in the book of Revelation, blessed he who reads him. And it's talking about reading aloud. And blessed is he who hears because uh, there's a certain way God made the mind, and he knew the best way to get to it. That's why I like, particularly as you're saying, just listening to something. Uh, it's far more vivid if you allow the imagination to take off and form the concepts, and it lasts longer. And a wonderful thing about children, it's limited then by their experience, their imagination. The, the best-selling audio CD we have is the Stations of the Cross. And what we're doing is the traditional prayers and the Stations of the Cross, but each station is described with sound effects. Um, and little kids can listen to this, especially little boys, mesmerized, but they're not shocked with some visual they never could have imagined on the screen. They are in their mind imagining what it was like to be a soldier and the horses and all the things that were there, but it's, it's a self-limiting type of thing. It fits their maturity level mm -hmm. as it also brings them up and deeper into the story. And, and we hear that a lot from moms. Uh, that's why they, they find that the audio was so good. And that's why when you read a story to a child and they want to discuss it, they're trying to mature in their imagination. They're not being shocked with some terrifying visual mm -hmm. uh, on, on the screen. All right, we're down to a minute. Holyheroes.com are all these wonderful resources that we've been discussing. Okay, I'm a parent. I'm listening. Holy Hero sounds good to me. Where do I start? How, how, where do I start? Go into your website. How, what, what, two or three things should I do? You, you can go to holyheroes.com, and we actually have a free Glory Stories CD that, that's offered. You can go to holyheroesfree.com, glorystoriesfree.com. You go to holyheroes.com. Believe me, you can find it if you can't. Uh, email us. The other thing is, is in these different liturgical seasons, start one of these adventures. Watch your children get I immersed in this and excited by this as other children teach the faith and the excitement and the joy of the faith. That really does capture their imaginations. Anytime you get a peer discussing the faith, if it's children or teen to teen, it's, it's a college student to college student, it's a great way That's to go. Right. Well, you've been listening to Faith and Family. I'm your host, Steve Wood, and you're welcome to always contact us here at the Family Life Center in case you're driving and forget the name of that website. But again, it's holyheroes.com. My guest has been Ken Davison, and want to thank you in advance for listening to Faith and Family, and thank you for joining us in our next broadcast. God bless. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org to order copies of Faith and Family broadcasts and to learn more about Catholic family life.